Welcome to the Business English Podcast, the best place for non-native professionals to learn how to communicate clearly and confidently. My name is Tanya Suarez, and in each episode, you're going to learn specific skills to develop your corporate communication, American pronunciation, and career strategy in order to build the life you deserve. Let's jump right in to part one. Today, we're going to talk about why you feel insecure and how you can be more confident. Now, I work with mostly upper intermediate to advanced English speakers, and the one thing they all have in common is that they feel like they get stuck, like they can't speak freely. Does that ever happen to you? Now, they usually think it's because they need more vocabulary or better grammar, but nine, I'll be honest, 10 times out of 10, what's actually limiting their fluency is their confidence. I know that anxiety, insecurity, and overthinking are some of the biggest obstacles for language learners, especially as you get more advanced. That's why I created this podcast. I want to teach you the tools you need to be your best self in English. And I've been working with language learners for over a decade. Although... Having grown up in a bilingual household as the daughter of Mexican immigrants in the U.S., I feel like language has played a huge part of my entire life. So when I tell you I understand why your accent makes you feel self-conscious or how someone asking you, where are you from, can feel like a crushing blow to your ego or identity. So I mean it. (laughs) I get it. That's why today we're going to tackle the most crucial part of your English communication skill confidence. No matter how advanced you are or how much you've studied, without confidence, you'll never be able to be a good speaker. Most importantly, you'll always feel like you're not quite yourself in English. Okay, so now you're about to listen to a live lesson I gave on TikTok. If you'd like to watch the video or get the notes from this lesson, go to my blog at tanyasuarez.com. It's not about how much English you know. If you follow me, the level that you have to be to understand my content, repeat after me. My English is good enough. And I mean yours. Your English is good enough. You have enough English to communicate. If you're having problems communicating, it could be because you're overcomplicating your message. You're trying to translate word for word. Maybe you're trying to be as eloquent in English as you would in your native language. But what you don't realize is eloquence, being well-spoken, is kind of different in different cultures. So by doing that, you're, you're doing a disservice to yourself. Um, good for you, lucky for you. Conversational American English, even in a professional setting, the grammatical structure is preferably simple. We don't use super eloquent and elaborate sentences grammatically unless it's in writing. And even then, as you've noticed, email writing tends to be very direct. So really we're talking about maybe like reports or something. So keep the sentence structure simple because the grammar is not going to impress the other person. You're going to impress them. So you being able to breathe, use your body language, your facial expressions to communicate the story, that's going to help you be more confident and be understood more so than using really long sentences, but you're so focused on the grammatical structure that maybe you start talking in this very monotonous way. You have no energy showing. Your English is perfect, but I mean, honestly, (laughs) 
right? Like it'll put you to sleep. Imagine what that would do for you in a meeting. So I would rather you focus on simple sentences, you know, use good vocabulary. I'm not saying don't use advanced vocabulary. That's like, I love big words and fun, fancy words. It's about using the vocabulary that you're confident with in the moment, doing it with simple grammar and focus on your delivery. Focus on what you're trying to convey, the story, the message. So these are things that I want you to feel empowered by. A lot of things that you can do to sound more confident are actually not language related. So regardless of your level of English, if you're talking down here and your voice is like this and you're trying to think about that's not engaging. So the first thing you can do is shoulders back, head up. Just your posture communicates so much. And I want you to feel really good and empowered that a lot of the things you can do, you can do without adding to your English. So posture, relax, simple sentences, and use your body and your face to convey. Now, a lot of you are on meetings on Zoom or Skype, and maybe you don't have video and you're just doing audio. This is where if you speak really good English, but it's monotonous, you'll sound like a robot. So you want to practice inflection. So if you're saying that this meeting is really important, so use that inflection to convey energy and to make your point easier to understand. Oh, I see some questions. How do I lose my accent? That's a really good question. Um, I hate to be this person, but the first thing I want you to ask yourself is, why do you want to lose your accent? I think that's a really important question, um, which thank you so much because that has a big part, plays a big part in confidence. If you're self-conscious about your accent, um, I understand that can impact communication. So here's, here's how I teach. If your accent is so thick or strong that people can't understand you, so it's impacting your communication, absolutely. You want to work on clarity. You want to work on really going back to basics, the, the, the shape of your mouth for certain sounds. If your accent, if people still understand you, but you feel self-conscious that they can tell you're a non-native speaker, I think there we need to work on confidence in terms of why you feel that way. Like it's okay. Non-native speaker is not a bad term. And I'll be honest, at least from an American perspective, when people ask you, oh, where are you from? Because they notice something different in the way you speak. We mean it from a place of curiosity. I'm not saying it's right. I'm not saying it's appropriate, but I, I am saying it will happen and that I don't want you to take it personally. I want you to choose to take it as like the person is curious about me and try to work with it. I love accents. Um, my mom has an accent. She's from Mexico and I, I understand because I've lived with it. I understand that that can make someone self-conscious. So yes, you can do accent reduction. I teach a lot of accent reduction, but I'd love for you to consider it from a point of reducing the accent for the purpose of clarity and communication, um, not identity. Now that being said, I, I can preach that you know, all day long. If you're, for example, an actor or actress, or you're doing voiceover, or you're doing work where accent is actually part of your like job description, then yes, you wanna do what I recommend is don't just listen and repeat, listen and look. A lot of times, maybe your lips are in the wrong position or they're too open. For example, the word COVID, since that's super relevant, um, the American O. If you come from a Spanish speaking country, you're probably gonna say co, 
COVID. But if you're listening, looking and repeating, notice my lips get smaller. Co, it's the O, COVID. So those are minor things that you can observe and that will help you reduce the accent, which will help you speak more clearly and confidently. So things like that, COVID. Another thing is um, move your tongue around. Sometimes people don't realize that, for example, we have different L's, different L sounds. So you might be using your native speaker L, but you have, in English, we have a deeper L as well. So move your tongue around until you find the, that your sound is, is matching what you want to sound like. Um, you know, Google the different types. For example, the T sound in American English has like five different sounds. So if it sounds different to you, you're, trust yourself. It probably is different. So Google other words that you think sound similar. Try to repeat it. Um, obviously, you can come on here in my videos and ask me questions, and I'll do my best to try to make a video for you. Um, things like the ED sound for the simple past tense. Some people don't realize that the ED simple past actually has three different pronunciations. So those are subtle things that you can probably hear like, oh, okay, that sounds different than how I'm saying it or how I was taught, but you don't understand how to fix it. So look up more pronunciation videos. Um, I love using IPA, the, the phonetic alphabet. I think that's a really good tool if you're interested in that very subtle accent reduction work. So IPA, the International Phonetic Alphabet. Studying and training that will help you if that's something you wanna fine tune. Okay, let me see what other questions we have. By the way, let me know where you're from. Let's see, if I wanna study what you teach, where do I start? Okay, so what I teach is advanced English, mostly business English, and for pronunciation, oh, my favorite thing to work on. So if you're asking about pronunciation tips, the other thing about accent reduction and just advanced pronunciation, connected speech. This is something that you normally don't study in academic English, but it makes a huge difference in your pronunciation. So study, look up connected speech. I do a lot of videos about that here and on YouTube. Um, linking and blending. So applying those techniques, it's really subtle, but honestly, it's not that hard. And I think you'll really enjoy it. So again, look up connected speech, linking and blending, and applying that, because this is what happens. When you look up pronunciation, most of you will probably look up the word. When you say the word by itself, you might be saying it perfectly. But then when you're using it in a sentence, if you don't apply the connected speech pattern, um, it won't sound as smooth and sometimes it changes the pronunciation. So these are things that are super, you know what? I'll add that to my list. <laughs> so I just made a bunch of videos with advanced vocabulary, but since a lot of you seem to, to like that, I'll make some more videos about connected speech patterns, which basically means like if a word ends in a consonant sound and the next word starts with a vowel sound, you're going to link that sound so there's no pause in between. And then blending, means when a word ends in one sound and like mm, an end sound and the next word starts with the same sound mm, you're going to blend it and only say that sound once so that will make your it cut it reduces the time of the word or the sound by like a fourth of a second but it makes you sound really smooth okay let me see 
presentation tips. Oh my God, I have so many. Um, for presentation tips, my number one thing that I do when I work with clients for business presentations is don't read verbatim, word for word, off of your PowerPoint slide. People can read. What you wanna do is you wanna interpret the information. So when you're practicing and preparing, I want you to ask yourself, what is the main point of this slide? What do I want them to know? And typically the first thing you're gonna think of is a fact. Then go a step further. Why is this important for the audience? So I recommend use your voice to explain the relevance of the information, the connections that you want them to make. Don't read, especially if it's numbers. Oh my God. People just read numbers and data. I get why you do it because it's there and it seems like an easy thing to do to you know, use the time. It's very ineffective though. Don't show them, don't read the quarterly revenue figures, you know, interpret it. As you can see, we are 25% up. This is because we started, we changed the button color on the website and the placement and that UX design implementation really made a significant difference, da, 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 da. So for presentations, don't read word for word off the side, interpret the information, give them the main point. All right. Let's see, how do I live? I don't think I understand the symbol. If you're asking where do I live, it's New Orleans, Louisiana. So I'm from New Orleans. It's in the south, southeast of the United States. All right, I think I have a couple minutes before I have to go teach another session. Any other questions? I'm looking through here. Okay, so I don't see any new questions. Um, what I wanna leave you with for speaking confidently you really have to take time. And for you, if it's effective, look in a mirror, record yourself or use it as a daily mantra. I want you to really tell yourself, my English is good enough. Every person I work with at every level says, oh no, but my English needs to be better. I need more vocabulary. I'm unsure about my grammar. I'm telling you right now, especially if you're listening to me, your English is good enough. Work with what you have. Of course you wanna keep building. But don't wait until you have more to speak. Speak. <laughs> so many of you just study and read and listen and you're amazing and you invest so much time, but you don't open your mouth. Um, start at home. Just read things out loud. Let your mouth and your brain hear itself using English. And then after you read out loud for some time, start talking out loud. Um, I'll try to make some videos on things that you can talk about at home, even if you don't have a speaking partner. But please, 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 please believe in yourself that your English is good enough and just open your mouth. Are you gonna make mistakes? Yeah, <laughs> but I'm a native speaker and I make mistakes all the time. It's just like dancing. If you miss a step, do you just sit on the dance floor no, you just, you trip a little bit and you keep dancing and you have fun with it and you finish the song. So try and think of it that way. Be really forgiving of yourself. You worked really hard to have all of this English. Imagine yourself when you were a beginner, seeing how much English you have now and that you're still too shy or embarrassed to speak. No, no, no. Today is the last day you do that. So remember, posture, simple sentences, and confident inflection. Don't question things that you're unsure of your pronunciation. All right, thank you so much for joining me. Um, I'm gonna try to 
I have a bunch of videos for advanced vocabulary coming out this week. If you have any questions about confidence or about learning or other things like topics that you'd like me to focus on, I would love to hear from you. So just let me know in the comments of the videos and remember, open your mouth. It is so scary, and but it is so worth it. Your English is good enough. So I hope you have a beautiful day. So let's recap five things that you can do to boost your confidence when speaking English. Number one, use simple sentences. Be concise. Number two, worry less about using complex grammar. Again, simple is better. Number three, focus on storytelling. Be interesting, be engaging. Number four, be mindful of your body language. Sometimes the best way to seem more confident is just to look more confident. And number five, use inflection to sound less robotic. For more business English resources like articles, videos, courses, and one-to-one -one coaching with me, head over to tanyasuarez.com.